Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 151 of the Pika Serenity Podcast. I am, as always, one of your hosts, Emilson, and joining me, we have my co-host, Anomaly. Hello. And this week, we've got a little bit of a grab bag, mostly looking at the 10.1 PTR uh, some tier acquisition changes. There's a blue post from Scarzard that's pretty pretty big. Uh, more Aberus raid testing. Uh, and then 10.0.7 came out this week, and it was kind of a dumpster fire. So <laughs> we'll talk about that. Um, and I guess this is all kind of related, but I know. How did your raid week go? We uh great. We killed Razageth, which was awesome. Hell yeah. Uh, killed, killed, got that dragon down, killed them or her, I guess, on Tuesday, pretty early, actually. Like, we only had, like, an hour, I think, worth of pulls. Um, got Razgat down. Definitely one of those pulls where, like, we hit phase three with, I think, almost everyone alive, maybe used one battle res at that point. Yeah. Uh, and then the boss just died, like, extremely anticlimactic yeah. uh, sort how, of, like, situation. How much HP did the boss have going into phase three? It was at 37, okay. I want to say. Yeah. yeah, like 37 and a half, somewhere in there. So, yeah, we had a, re- we had a really good, like, second, like, P2, basically. Um, but, but yeah, no, it was, a, it was a good raid. And then we went back, killed, like, two other, bo- like, basically killed everything but Dathia. So we had, we still had Sinarth and Oh, right. Because you were guys, were guys using, uh, we were just a extending. They yeah. only had Diurna and Aerodonk dead. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And actually, it had Council dead, too, for some reason. I think we killed Council, like, two weeks ago, randomly. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, just to get uh, basically the folks that have been sitting out for, like, the past, like, two or three weeks. Because we did have a couple people that basically sat the entire prog. Um, just to get them in the raid and yeah. get them yeah. a couple kills. Um, but, no, it was a great, great week. Killed the boss. Uh, dropped terrible loot. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and, yeah, so now we get to, we were back in farm mode. So, we, we're actually, it's. We didn't raid Thursday, right? Because we had nothing left, and we'll take Tuesday off this week and just raid as best we can on Thursday, and then next week will be our regularly scheduled programming. So yeah, I mean, I don't want to jinx it, but this raid is significantly easier to reclear than I think any raid was in Shadowlands, and I I personally would put that down a lot to the lack of like push timer nonsense. You know, there's yeah. no. Kalthazad or Remnant of Ner'zhul or Stone Legion Generals where the fight just changes every week unless you're really precise with your damage. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it's actually like fairly chill to re-clear. Uh, I, I would say that like, so we re-cleared Friday. We did not get, we were like s- just an inch away from a, a one-night clear. Um, nice. We uh, had a great pull. We were at 35%, 34.6% going into phase three of Rasageth, which is oh, insanity. That's super low, yeah. Um, and then we got the the one in twenty, you know, chance or one in eighteen chance that the lightning breath targeted the person with the first uh bomb. Oh shoot. And oh, we no. had never for all of Prague, we had never had that happen. So nobody had seen it before. Like we had seen it because we had like the officers had seen it because we did, you know, prep and saw that it could happen. But it's just yeah. one of those things that you just don't think about. It's really dumb that it can happen, but it, it yeah. can happen. So it targeted the person that was also targeted with magnetic charge. 
and they just like you have like half a second to shift right and if you don't do it we die die, and that sucks but you know we'll be back in on sunday or tonight i guess and uh and finish it off we could have still one night cleared if not for that uh if we had been a little bit more efficient on other things but like dathia and diurna and razageth are like the main ones that are potential time sinks for for reclear Gotcha. So. Well, that's, I mean, that's good that you got, yeah, you got your reclear basically. Well, you'll have recleared here. This is, is this your first full reclear then? No, second. second uh, we okay. fully recleared last week as well. Gotcha. And um, yeah, like Razageth last week was really like, Razageth is such a, like, I don't know, it, it's a very chill boss to reclear as long as you don't try and reinvent the wheel. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just, it's, the fact that the boss is fairly scripted makes it so that it's actually possible for like all those practice to all that practice to really result in consistency mm-hmm. without having to rely on a whole lot of, you know, um, people being able to make as a group, like collectively make split ses- split second decisions. Um, you know, we don't have somebody outside the raid making those calls. And sometimes, you know, you you look at um, something like Sylvanas, the the um, in phase three, the soaks where they could spawn in random locations. And like sometimes you would get like three of them spawning right next to each other and people would get mixed up as to which one was theirs to soak yeah, on the immune set. True. And like by the end of the tier, we just like YOLO soak them, just like get in them and don't don't fucking wipe us because we could heal through it if we had too many people get the healing absorb um but that wasn't the case early on in our reclears for sure yeah exactly exactly um so yeah uh you know we'll be we'll go back in it'll probably take us a little bit to to get razageth dead tonight again but um we actually saw a bow last week we got a mythic bow very Uh, cool very cool so right in time for it to get nerfed into the ground. It's probably 10.0.7. <laughs> yeah, a couple weeks, yeah. 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 Um, um, so yeah, that was exciting. Nice. Yeah, and I guess our kill, our kill might be a little tainted, we'll say. Um, <laughs> because of a couple of bugs. So yeah, so 10.0.7 came out this week. And um, plethora of bugs. I don't think we're going to go through all of them. But safe to say, like, there was, I think the is it the conal ability still was bugged um, yeah so the the bug fix that they put out to fix conal abilities and stuff like dream breath mm-hmm. got didn't make it into the 10.0.7 branch i guess and so they just like broke it again on tuesday yeah. reverted it back um and then yeah the one that we might have i mean we did not knowingly take advantage of this bug however we might have known about it in a couple of our polls late is that warlocks had a bug where they have a talent that gives their pets i think it's like 20 percent haste and it was just giving the like the main player the 20 percent haste so it's or, it's like 20 percent attack speed right and then that it, turns into haste yeah it was like uh it, the way it worked out was five percent bonus damage just flat bonus damage for the warlock um which then also then applies to their pets yeah which is exciting um and then also 6.5 percent haste which then also applies to their pets 
Um, so it, it worked out to like a 15% damage buff or something like that for Warlock, something ridiculous because of the way it stacked, um, which resulted in, so Warcraft logs do the partition for 10.0.7, which means that like you're only ranking against logs that came out in 10.0.7 and beyond, not all the old logs. Um, and that happened in part because there were also some like ranking rule changes, um, frost tombs on primal council no longer count. You have to actually kill stuff on Dathaya for it to count. Um, or Karag, there's some ads you can spawn infinitely that no longer count. Stuff mm -hmm. like that. Um, they just like, they, I say they, we, I did the announcement. Uh, we deleted uh, rankings for the first day because of the Warlock bug. And just like, then. Um, people are happy. So there was also, there's the Furball Trinket. The Furball oh, yeah. Totem Trinket, which if you've not heard about that, um, it's this trinket. It gives everybody in your group a chance to deal damage when it's, when it's active as long as they stay in range. Um, and it's actually like it's item level 392, but it's actually like one of the best trinkets you can get. Yeah. Um, or at least was when it was actually raid wide instead of party wide. Now it's yeah. only your party which makes it a lot worse. It's still, if you're playing an alt or play like I'm playing an alt brewmaster or something, it's still like really good. Mm -hmm. It's just probably not as good as like your whetstone grief torch kind of setup now, but that's worth yes. getting. Um, so we had uh, like all that damage gets reattributed to the person that uses the trinket now, but that wasn't the case on day one. So that also took out all that, all of those logs. Oh yeah. Uh, but then on day two, they retuned all of the... So there was this... They had done some tuning on the gemstones, and there was a combo that pe people found for the Onyx Enolet ring that came out as part of 10.0.7. One combo in particular, there's Desirous Blood, um, Humming Arcane, and Prophetic Twilight. Those three stones. Um, Humming Arcane just had a really, really high proc rate. Mm -hmm. Desirous Blood is a technically a healing stone but it does damage it like leeches um and then twilight the prophetic twilight one says whenever your damage stone procs your healing stone procs and whenever your healing stone procs your damage stone procs oh so it's procking back and forth so it's procking back and forth and humming twilight was just the one with the, the highest proc rate um and so that you know was very very powerful uh, they broke that combo on day two Okay. Um, there's now other combos that have been buffed to be, you know, similar in value, but not as good. Uh, and then on Friday, they somehow, somehow reintroduced the warlock bug. But it was it was different on Friday though, right? Wasn't it? It wasn't the exact well. You same. didn't you didn't need the talent on Friday to That's benefit true. from it. Yeah. It, That's true. So you only had like the you had to like switch specs and then summon a pet and then you had the haste and the damage buff. Yeah. Um so it's a whole mess. Just a whole mess. And then the cherry on top is there's nerfs coming for several specs on Tuesday. Yeah, exactly. God, along with the the red nerfs that went in right on Friday, which I don't think we'll 
talk too much about, but yeah, they yeah. Ret, ret in PvP got absolutely not gutted, but no longer oh, one yeah. shotting people in a in a GCD. So. Retribution Paladin very good now, very good now. Uh, there was also a Retribution Aura bug uh, that's been fixed where it wouldn't trigger when it was supposed to. Uh, okay. That's been fixed, but man, oh man. Lots of what QAing in production. Lots of QAing in production, which is that the best place. is the truth. I will say though, despite like all those bugs are like bugs that impact raids and dungeons and stuff like that. Yeah, I encountered zero bugs in the new zone. Uh I would, I would agree, and we'll talk a little bit about this maybe in a bit. But other than the only bug I found was that um, I I'm bugged in that I can't read well. And so oh, I made okay. a couple of mistakes uh, in oh, the way no. that I approached that, but we'll talk. We'll talk about that. Okay. We'll about okay. That. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, it's been a very eventful week, um, yeah. and I know there's been a bunch of frustration in at least the brewmaster section of the Discord. People asking like, "What's the best ring combo?" And the answer changed over and over and over again. And we finally just yeah. gave up and said, "Like, there's a pin. Wait. It's got the most recent info in it. Like, check the timestamp. If it's old, ask again." Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about uh, that that gem that gem issue, which is funny. Uh, that's the main thing. So yeah, well, yeah, well, yeah. There's ton. I guess tons of like, like you said, tons of like player slash item interaction bugs. Not many bugs with the the new content, though, which is good and bad. But Blizzard's been yeah. quick to fix everything, which is which is good. Um, so yeah. So other than the bugs, the other some of the other big stuff that came out this week, we had a huge uh, blue post from Scarzard. Actually, um, shout out to Scarzard, super awesome developer, super into talking to the community too. Because um, I, I know that I checked like Twitter after this, and there was a, he was interacting with a couple people um, about the post. But but they put Scarzard put out a huge post on the tier set acquisition, um, sort of the the full philosophy around it. Um, sort of looking back and then looking a little bit forward into what's going to happen in 10.1. And um, it's really interesting. Um, does go into a little bit of their like thought process, uh, how it was introduced, right? a little bit of history of how it was introduced, and then um, sort of again, like what they're going to do moving forward. Um, so I think a couple of key, I guess, highlights you could say from this, um, and I don't know if, if, we're miss, if I miss anything else, we can always jump in, but so... Number one, the catalyst, the creation catalyst. Um, they're removing all of the requirements for it other than time. So you'll no longer have yeah. to like acquire a weekly quest or a currency to unlock the next charge of it. Um, charges come automatically. Um, and then charges do um, do um, do require uh, or do require time. So they every week you'll basically get one like you do today, except you'll get it without having to do anything which I think is good. And then there also won't be a new currency to farm like Cosmic Flux was to use it. It's just, yeah, it's just there. That's uh, so basically the reasoning for this that they give is that one of the roles of the creation catalyst is to be a catch up system for people that are just coming back later in the patch. And it wasn't really filling that role for those people because they had to do the weekly quest. So even if, like, if you came back to, um, Dragonflight, you know, eight weeks in, everybody else that was playing the whole time would have two two charges of the catalyst. They could get two tier pieces, but you just coming back wouldn't have any way to catch up on that. Exactly. Um, you wouldn't have that initial six week period of not having it at all, but you know, you wouldn't be able to catch up quickly. Um, and yeah. Cosmic Flux similar problem where you come back and you just like don't have any Cosmic Flux, and now like. 
I definitely ran into the issue, and I talked about this on the podcast, where even deep in the patch, um, I was having to go out and farm Cosmic Flux in order to have enough to do tier set creation mm -hmm. on alts. And so this basically just means that um, you just get charges every week and yeah. yeah, they're there. You don't have to worry about it. That's good. That's good. Yeah. So that was, I think that was, um, it was sort of like the, one of the biggest changes. The other, I, I guess sort of looking through the rest of these like highlights, right. Um, other than the actual acquisition of the catalyst, what they've said is um, they're now adding a couple more ways to uh, earn a piece of heroic tier or piece of tier. I'm sorry. Um, and so the, um, the master, I guess they're calling them the master achievements, but it's basically like, you know, completing the raid on heroic, getting uh, twenty two hundred in, I think, a in your PVP rating, twenty two hundred mythic plus rating. Oh, sorry, twenty two hundred mythic plus rating, and then um, eighteen hundred PVP rating. If you complete those, you get a one uh, set piece token or one set piece item, which I think is good for particularly for the non raid folks, um, a way to maybe catch up or add an additional way to gather raid pieces, which I think is. Is good if you're somebody who only engages in PvP, you don't have to wait for like a random drop or for it to show up on some sort of like um like vendor thing. Um, you sort of get a shot at at least one piece early on. Um you know, as yeah. you, as you raid I mean it'll make it pretty easy to get the two set without doing raid. Um very easy to get the two set without doing raid. You really you just get your token, you sit on it, and so you get a tier set item from the Great Vault. One of the interesting things from this post actually is they explicitly say that they dramatically increase the rate at which you see set items in the vault. Yeah, um, early on, yeah. So you're much more likely to see one in the first couple of weeks. Uh, and that was actually true for this tier. And I, I know I, I saw multiple tier set pieces week one. Um, I actually got a 424 tier piece like the yeah, first my shoulders, week that I could have. My yeah. shoulders are 424 from, from my vault, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's that. Um, so it's going to make it fairly easy to get two set without doing raid. Mm -hmm. Four set, odds are good you're still going to have, if you're not raiding, you're still going to have to wait for the creation catalyst to get, come out. It's just like, yeah. it, it makes it way more likely. Like you can run the numbers and you'll see that having the one guaranteed piece that goes in any slot you want will make it much more likely for you to complete your four set before the catalyst comes out right but you're still pretty pretty far off from guaranteed so um i if you're not rating at all you're probably waiting for creation catalyst to get your four set yeah and i can't i mean i was thinking about this tier right we didn't have anyone who didn't complete their four set before we like abandoned heroic right like we weren't so yeah. at the end, waiting for one or two was like our final clear. I think we completed like the final like three or four sets we needed, which was it, it was, was really good. they there's a so one of the things I like about this post um is they go through some of the issues with tier sets in Sepulcher and why they were so problematic. Um mm -hmm. so bullet point number one, and I really want to highlight this Sepulcher of the first ones as a raid was notoriously more difficult than intended. This meant that even very com com competent and committed guilds found it hard to take down Lyavum, Halandris, and especially Anduin the very first week. Right. Uh, the other tier set bosses, Lords of Dread and Ragalon, uh, were both very challenging. 
and weren't available for the people that did clear the first week. And trading restrictions on tokens meant that you had tokens that just were not tradable, even though they weren't useful, and led to really awful like inversions where you wanted to do heroic and mythic first and then go back to normal to be able to trade those pieces, which just meant that you were doing you know heroic and mythic with less gear in right. order to make sure you could trade the gear from the lower difficulty, which was just not great. Um, but the combination of the difficulty with all of that meant that people weren't getting as many great vault uh, rewards. Choices, yeah. Which meant fewer options uh, and less of a chance of seeing a tier piece. And then also the number of bosses you had to kill for each great vault slot for the raid row in particular was higher. Yeah. Uh, specifically, that eighth vault slot, or the, the third raid vault slot required eight bosses, which meant you needed to kill Anduin. And Anduin was a major wall for a lot of guilds. Oh, yeah. Um, like, we got Anduin week one, uh, you know, but it was tight. And a lot of guilds didn't. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, it was uh, it definitely, I think, Sepulcher with being the first raid back with tier sets in a while, like, is hurt. The the idea of acquiring them sort of feels a little bit worse than it might have. It should have been just because of that difficulty curve, right? Like, I think I think the the fact that Anduin was so hard and Anduin was, like, your gate into getting, you know, I guess you could add two piece before Anduin, right? But, um, yeah, you're still, like, hoping for, like, both a Holandris and a Lahuvum drop, and then you get your two-piece at least, but, you know, getting the three-piece and eventual four-piece was always tough with, with Ando in the way. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, I think... Um, so I think that change of, like, the bosses maybe not being as difficult, or not, not being as gated by difficulty, probably see less of a complaint of people, like... Or less, I guess, stories of people saying, like, oh, I had to wait till the Catalyst to, like, finish yeah. my four-piece, which... We had like two or three people on our in our raid do that, right? Yeah. Um, right. Maybe maybe I'm exaggerating. Maybe it was like one or two, but um, but we yeah, no, it's it's yeah. at least a good thing. So or not, this is a good thing. I'll say. Yeah. The the so this tier, you only need six bosses, which means you don't have to do Diurna and Razageth mm-hmm. in order to get um your tier slots or your your great vault slots, and that. Like, Diurna is a big step up in difficulty at, like, the heroic level. Mm-hmm. And Razageth is another very big step up. Yeah. Um, so that helped. Um, no more trading restrictions meant that we could actually do the raids in, like, difficulty order and take the extra loot we got from normal and use that to make heroic easier. Yeah. Yeah. Those so. trading restrictions helped, so. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else in this post I wanted to highlight. The other... Oh. The Omni token. Oh, right, right. The Omni So there's token, two right. two sources of this Omni token. One is that one time per character thing where you get your Mythic Plus rating or your PvP rating or your AOTC achievement. Um, and that gives you a one time Omni token just guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other source of it is the end boss of Avarice. Uh, Scale Commander Sakareth is going to drop an Omni token. We Ooh. don't know the specifics of how many, if it's going to be like guaranteed to like the tier set tokens are on other bosses. Um, uh-huh. But the presence of an Omni token there 
is actually going to be really nice um, for helping fill out uh, people's four sets. Uh, One of the issues we ran into this tier is we actually had a really uh, low amount of venerated pieces drop from a couple of specific bosses. So uh-huh. it was like, what, what, whatever the token on Sinarth is, we had virtually no venerated Sinarth tokens, which meant people were like using LFR Sinarth items because we just didn't have any drop in Heroic or, or Mythic. Um, uh-huh. But the Omni token would mean like, okay, we could just target, you know, hey, very few venerated tokens drop. Who's got the worst like venerated gloves? Let's, let's handle that. Um, yeah. So that would be nice. The other thing... Uh, Last thing for this, which I have very mixed feelings about, but they are planning to, at some point during the 10.1 patch cycle, reduce the number of tier set tokens that are guaranteed to drop. Yeah, which I think they they mentioned this in the context of like, as you farm the raid more and more, there becomes less of a reason that that you want any sort of secondary loot, like non-tier set loot, right? And I think... I. I kind of like this change in that it it does free up the ability for like we'll say more people to get loot, right? Yeah. Um, because like the idea is they're reducing the tier sets, but they're increase they're they're still keeping the it's going to be the same, same number of items. Yeah. Right. So yeah. on the one hand, I I don't like the um, I don't like the just like we're going to modify we're going to modify the loot tables later in the tier it just like i don't know feels arbitrary in a way that bothers me uh i understand the reasoning for it and i think the reasoning for it is sound i just feel like it's it's treating a symptom rather than the underlying problem right which is we get geared too fast no the underlying problem is that you you have these class set tokens and then partway through the patch you just no longer need to like acquire them from the raid it's not like regular items where you know later on in the patch you you may already have your items but they can still drop from the boss and that's just normal right um these you know you can get them at a high rate through um the great vault and you also later in the patch just have the creation catalyst to convert items into tier set pieces so you don't yeah. need to get them from raid and so that feels like you know maybe instead of manipulating the loot table halfway through the tier they just like give us creation catalyst week 1 yeah and but- i've never i've never been in the the give us catalyst week 1 kind of camp but if they're going to do this it just feels like maybe they should do it that way instead yeah, but I, I really I, what they're I mean the reasoning for this, and I think it's sound, is that like there's an eventual point where like your ray just has no use for tier pieces. Yeah, right? like like other than like a tertiary reroll, right? Which yeah. is like such a low low like, chance. But we're we're pretty close to that point now because we've had enough great vaults that people just have mythic yeah. tier pieces. You know, in some right. cases higher than the raid drops, like a four twenty one, you know, mythic plus tier piece um, that's higher level than what Senarth drops. Right. Yeah, no, yeah. But I think, I mean, I don't know. We've, I think we've hashed the creation catalyst a couple of times. I'm just not on board with the whole more easy to provide loot right out of the gate. Like, I yeah. think I think it's fine waiting a couple of weeks. Maybe six weeks is too long, but um, yeah. at least in terms of the catalyst, it's like, yeah, I think it's useful. So I-, I guess I don't know if we, I, I actually like explained what they're doing, uh, but to, to be clear, what they're talking about doing 
is at some point during the tier, unspecified, at some point during the tier, they are going to be reducing the number of class set tokens that are guaranteed to drop from two to one um, per, you know, 20 players. So it's like, yeah. instead of it being one guaranteed drop per per 10, it's going to, or yeah, per 10, it's going to be like one guaranteed drop per 20 or something like that. They're still uh-huh. working out the details, but the reasoning is that you reach a point, like we were talking about, where you just don't need tier, tech, tier set tokens. But the presence of those tier set tokens artificially like deflates your chance of seeing the other items. To use Kurog gotcha. as an example, this tier, uh, controlled current technique off of Kurog. It's a very good trinket for a number of specs, but because half of the loot you get from from Kurog is always tier set tokens, um, there's just a, le- a lower chance that you're going to see that controlled current technique show up off of the boss. Yeah. Um, so basically, it's, you know, midway through the tier, they're going to just like not give um tier set like as many tier set tokens so you have a higher chance of seeing that other loot and like yeah. uh, i kind of that makes sense to me i've complained a lot about personal loot's impact on loot tables and like not seeing as many vein rippers because of how personal loot was structured and all that stuff right 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 yeah but i yeah i mean i i don't know i think i think for me the I don't know. I don't. I don't foresee. I don't see it as a, I think is such a large issue, right? Like I think in general, um, yeah. I mean, I think in general, there's there's enough ways to collect your tier set at this point that like you are literally not playing the game if it takes that long. <laughs> like well, it takes, no, you're just not rating. Well, no, I. I mean, you're, if you're not rating, it, it will it, take until the catalyst comes out for a lot of people. Well. Uh, fair i mean if you're just doing one of the three content pathways right you're only getting your three slots in the vault because well, the vault, no, no, they also said even the same two thing slots to the vault. even two slots because uh you only get to pick one item from the great vault each week even if you're doing mythic plus and pvp right right but i mean like what i'm saying is they've they've all they've i think in this the, the same post they talk about the increased drop rate if also right carries over into the vault too so like the vault also has that increased drop rate so yeah i think i mean yeah, I mean, if you're doing PvP or PV or just Mythic Plus, yeah, you have you will generally have a lower chance to complete your four set before the catalyst. But at the same time, I don't think introducing the catalyst earlier, just because those it takes longer for those two groups to do it, like is I don't know, it's like like a reason to do it. Just like I, like if you don't do Mythic Plus, the expectation is that you can drop in and start doing, you know, twenties or twenty fives, like, and get yeah. four twenty four loot right away. Like there's a I just basically I feel like they painted themselves into this corner where they've got tier sets they're massively important and the expectation that the community has now is that if you're doing you know a 20 or an 18 or a 15 week one week two yeah three week four you should have a four set and so people just kind of expect that you know at a certain well, point yeah. you're going to have it so it's not really a so they're blizzards in this situation where they have to make sure you could do that because that's what they've like the community has built that expectation so people have to be able to meet the expectation but then in order to do that they have to then change the loot tables midway through the tier because you reach that point and then you no longer need the items yeah but the the problem is like that they are trying like the the sets are so important from a like a community perspective that you have to make them really really easy to get 
Yeah. But yeah. they're still tied to the boss drops. So that means that like the only way you make them easy to get from a boss is like giving them as guaranteed loot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just feel like, you know, maybe if they want them to be really easy and reliable to get, the best way to do that is just not have them as guaranteed loot on the bosses and instead have just a pathway like this master token mm-hmm. to acquire a tier outside of uh, the context of a boss drop. And like the boss yeah. drops can be extra, but not be the primary. Yeah. I mean, that's one option. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think, I think in the grand scheme of things, I think a couple things help with this, right? Like I think the Omni token before we make major changes, I think we, we should see like yeah. the Omni token probably helps in terms of identifying, you know, who gets what. And then let me increase drop rate in general on tier sets, particularly from your vault, I think is helpful. Like I've definitely yeah. noticed that where like, I don't think I've seen a tier set in probably five or six vaults at this point. Um, but early on, I would see at least one piece every week, right? In the first like three or four weeks. So I see a couple of tier pieces every week, I think, where I'm still, I'm still getting like five, six vault slots, right? I'm, I'm seeing like gotcha, one to yeah. two pretty reliably. Um, yeah, even, I mean, still, that's great. Because I haven't seen, I feel like I haven't seen one in forever. But I've, I've been doing like three or three or four vault slots, but not a ton. Yeah. But My, my um, DK is basically done with with gear right so i there's very little i can get from my vault at this point i actually signed up i had the the hardest decision the worst choice to have to make on uh, my vault last week i had the mythic aranog ring which is super good yeah Um, and mythic storm eaters boon oh jesus that's like that's like that's like my trinket dilemma when i had when i had the mythic icon and then a mythic brood keepers yeah and then and then the next i don't know if i we followed up on that story but the next week guess what i got in my vault again Oh, you got, I got the a, brewkeepers? No, I got a no, I got a mythic icon in my next okay. vault, and nice. I had already taken it. I was so pissed. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I think that's actually the last vault I opened. I think at that point, I'm like, I'm I'll get vaults if I do raid, that's but hilarious. I'm not doing anything else. Like I'm over this. That's hilarious. Blizzard's trolling me. So yeah, I took I took the Aranog ring, uh, which was which was probably correct. Uh, yeah. If they hadn't nerfed the Furbolg totem, it would have been 100 correct. But yeah. Yeah. But then the other, like, I had four slots in that vault, and the other two were tier items that were worse than the ones I had on. Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Because, like, one of them was a, um, like, a Sunarth glove token or whatever it is that was, like, Uh 418. Uh, But I had 421 gloves from the Mythic Plus row. And the other one was from the Mythic Plus row and was 421 shoulders, but I had the Broodkeeper Mythic shoulders. Which is like real first world problems, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. But but yeah. That's hilarious. Oh man. Um but yeah, anyway. but I guess yeah, I think in general we got new loot acquisition new tier acquisition stuff coming in ten dot one. So it seems like they're trying to tweak the system, get it maybe closer to what they want. But one thing about this is gonna be really interesting is how this interacts with the upgrade token stuff. So you being able to like take, you know. Yeah, a heroic tier piece and turn it into mythic eye level and all that stuff. So that's going to be super interesting. I'm very curious to see how all of this plays out. I'm uh-huh. not fundamentally like I don't think the sky is falling over the like manipulating loot tables thing. I just think it takes something away from just like you kill like a boss has a loot table and you just like yeah you can make decisions based on it. But I do think that um, they're making changes to try and make things better is good. So like uh, overall, I think. I think they're on a good track. I just like that specific change is like, I feel yeah. like it's the wrong change. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, 
All right, we'll move on, uh, I think, forward a little bit uh, to a couple other things. So we did have raid testing this week, like always. Um, so Friday was jam-packed with three bosses, right? Was it three bosses? In yeah. theory. I, in theory. And I, I heard, so I didn't do raid testing as, as typical for me, but I did not hear great things. Um, I think some of the feedback I got was the Natharian fight was basically just a target dummy. Um, nothing really happened. Uh, and then I think well, one of the fights... The Natharian fight was bugged. Well, that too, yeah. I think that's that was the issue. So the, um, that the was sort first, of the theme, right? Yeah, the first four bosses that we tested were actually like didn't really encounter any significant bugs. Uh, they all worked. These ones had bugs. Uh, <laughs> so actually, the whole thing, the whole experience was buggy. Um, if we got on, you know, for raid testing, four o'clock on Friday, uh, Eastern uh-huh. time, and the. Uh, you couldn't stay in the server or in the in the raid <laughs> instance. Like you would go in Jeez. and he would say, you're out of bounds and teleport you out. And so that's, that's raid testing didn't even start for like 25 minutes. And then you could finally get in and we went to the first boss. And then the Jeez. first boss was the spawn trigger for it was bugged. So it wouldn't, you couldn't do it. Oh, okay. So they switched us over to the second boss. So the first boss was supposed to be forgotten experiments. That one was bugged. We couldn't do it. They switched us over to the second boss, which is uh, Magmarax. This is like a, a lava hydra thing. Um, and like the main mechanic of it is that there are these uh, lava puddles that spawn. And if you remember the last boss of Vault of the Wardens, where it's got the shadow puddles that you like, you take the light over to them and it protects you and you like yeah. get rid of the, the purple puddles so that they don't fill the whole platform. That's kind of the thing here. There's no light. You just go and you stand in it and people gotcha. kill you. But okay. you stand in it and you soak them up and that keeps the platform from getting full. Okay. Um, okay. But this is very much like a, a sludge fist kind of like you just kill the boss before it, you run out of platform kind of deal. Um, gotcha. And so there's not a lot of complexity there. Complexity there. There's some very janky things like you get a debuff. Uh, a stacking debuff while you soak that if you're just in one puddle it stacks up to 10 times but uh-huh. if you're in two it will stack higher oh okay so it feels like there's like this internal counter that's not part of the debuff like that per, yep. per puddle yeah yeah that um makes it so you can only soak 10 ticks from each puddle but it's okay. not shown in a clear way interesting interesting um the big thing that we ran into is just like uh, if you remember the end of the Ajara fight um, on Mythic, you where you had to have people, everybody had to be soaking the the things to keep the okay. stacks low from keep you keeping the raid f- from exploding. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. It's not going to literally explode the raid if people don't soak these, but you will run out of space. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's more than just like oh, the raid's going to take a bunch of damage if the boss is in a lava puddle. Uh-huh. it gains a bunch of energy and does pulsing raid damage. When the boss hits 100% energy, that's actually the enrage. Okay. Um, so if you never have the boss gain energy from the lava puddles, it's like a six-minute enrage. But every tick of the lava puddles cuts like 15 seconds off of that. Oh, uh, okay. So it's very, very easy to drop it accidentally from like a six-minute 
enrage to a four and a half minute enrage. <laughs> um, we actually had some, so there's two ways that puddles get spawned, right? One of them is there's some that get applied to people and they just get to put them somewhere and you can control that. The boss will also spawn some in random locations and we had one actually spawn underneath the boss. Oh, jeez. Okay. Which is just absolute nonsense. Um, oh, that yeah. should not be imagine. possible. Uh, there should be like a minimum distance from the boss that they have to spawn. Uh, unless okay. there's literally nowhere that they could, right? But that wasn't the case here. It was very. It was like the first random spawn that we got was just underneath the boss. Jesus, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's a it, it's a very simple fight. There's some some jank like uh, you're on a platform and there's lava all around the platform, but the lava actually doesn't do that much damage. So you can take the puddles out into the lava, drop them, and then <laughs> z-axis them. Okay. Um, that's getting fixed. That's been reported by a number of people, I'm sure, but that's getting fixed. Uh, because it just means that like you can just never do any, like you only have to deal with the random spawns because those ones won't, you can't, you have to actually soak those, but all the ones that are on players, you can just go out in the lava and drop them off and then come back Mm -hmm. and never have to soak them. Um, so that's that's gonna get fixed the level will just like i don't know kill you or something yeah um but yeah and then there was echo of neltharian like memorax had no bugs really like the, there was the jank with the puddles and the z-axis stuff but like nothing that kept you from like seeing the boss right um echo of neltharian so this is a kind of a neat fight um phase one is very target dummy ish um there's uh, the boss is going to divide the room into like seven areas. It's like a pentagon within this, or a hexagon with the center split off from the edges. Um, and the tank mechanic does a knockback. And as you get knocked back into the wall, it breaks the wall and then you can move through it. And then the wall gets rebuilt after a, a period of time. There's also a mechanic that goes on DPS and healers that does the same thing. They get knocked back if they go into a wall. Um, they take extra damage and a dot. Uh, yeah. But then you get to you get to move through the wall. Um, at least on Heroic, there was no reason to ever have the DPS do it. You just always had the tank do it, and that let you move to the next section. Because periodically, gotcha. the boss just does a huge AoE that leaves a permanent puddle for the rest of the phase. And so you just need to be able to move into the next area um, okay. in order to not be standing in it. Um, but I heard that was, that was not how that fight went. I played out. Well, then we get to phase two. Yeah. Phase two, there's some like old god dudes that spawn that are unattackable. They're untargetable. Um, unless you are corrupted, which this is the Neltharian like class call mechanic. Gotcha. Um, if you get corrupted, then you can see the ads and you can attack them. And yeah. what the dungeon journal says is supposed to happen is that they're supposed to have a shield that's like not huge, but a you know, a moderate shield. And when the shield is broken, then everybody can attack them. Oh, okay. They didn't have a shield. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. Um, so the only time they were attackable is if you were corrupted. And gotcha. the only way you could actually get through phase two, I know, or I heard that there were a couple that did, was by like hardcore class stacking. Because the way the class call works is everybody that's of the same class gets called at the same time. Like it's all paladins or all monks or all priests. Gotcha. Um, and then those people get to 
the deck. Yeah. So if you just like went in with like 12 hunters and a couple of tanks and a healer or something like that, you yeah. could just like have all of the hunters murder the ad. Like you can kind of cheese it like that. Um, gotcha. as opposed to how it's supposed to work where the shield gets broken and then everybody gets the damages so that everybody got kind of hard stuck at that point. Um, okay. the boss shields at 40% HP until you kill all of the ads, but you just couldn't kill the ads. And actually once he shields, this is something that I'll need to fix. Once he shields, he stops doing corruption. So if at oh. that point you haven't killed, you haven't broken all three shields, you actually just have bricked your pull and you can't progress. His wife. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that shouldn't be an issue because like the ads had on the difficulty we were on the ads had like 17 million health that the shield they're supposed to have is like 200k jesus so it's supposed to be much 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 easier to get them you know to a point that the raid can damage them and then the rest of the class call is actually supposed to be um like not killing your raid with the class call it's not supposed to be like you know min maxing at least on heroic to do damage yeah. to the ad yeah. um but also some of the class calls are awful awful <laughs> awful awful so um i was on my death knight for this what the death knight class call is is you you literally like take a shit on the ground and there's a just a you remember the the like fuzzy ground effect from like old i think so yeah oh yeah, yeah, it, yeah mothballs basically yeah, it's like that, like the, okay. the ground effect that gets spawned when you uh, touch the mothball. Okay. Um, it's like that, just a big area. But then also every 15 seconds, you just mass grip the whole raid to you. <laughs> nice. nice. And that mass grip, like the area of denial for that, you just kind of have, like if you get it, aside from the part where you have to like break an ad out, you really, as a death knight, should just move out of the raid and just stand drop there yeah. uh, and drop it. But then the whole raid gets mass gripped to you. Yeah. Like, this is the kind of thing where on Mythic, you just don't bring a Death Knight. Yeah. You just yeah. don't bring Death Knights at all. Um, the uh, Priest one's really bad. They just periodically fear everything around them. Um, not as bad, though, because a Priest actually can just stand out in the corner and still do their thing. Yeah. Um, so, like, we had a couple priests, and they were trying to, like, they get a they get a buff when they fear people, uh -huh. a damage buff. Uh, so we were trying to like kill the ad, right? So that we were letting them like fear the raid, um, because that would let them get a damage boost to hopefully kill the ad. It didn't work. The, the damage boost was not <laughs> enough. Um, gotcha. But at least, like, you know, for that class call, you could just have the priests stand against the edge of the room and not worry about it. Some of the other ones are were pretty problematic too. The hunter one spawns uh, animals that attack uh -huh. the hunters, and they will actually melee the hunters, and nobody else can interact with them. So we had a couple cases of hunters literally just like getting meleeed, um, <laughs> including survival hunters. So like a BM hunter, you can just kite them, which I think is what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to like kite them and like have them explode on the ad, and that's supposed to be the whole thing. But the survival hunter can't do that. Yeah. So, like, you just can't play survival on that fight um, without changes to that. But Yeah. Yeah. What was so, the monk call? I honestly couldn't tell you. We had it happen once, and in that one case where we had it happen, the monk was locked in a different section of the room. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair uh, enough. 
So yeah. Well, the, the the fight was just buggy. And then we, at that point, they had managed to fix Forgotten Experiments uh, working. Oh, I guess the final thing that they did to try and like let us test phase three is they turned off the ads altogether. Okay. okay. Um, except that they didn't, like, the trigger wasn't set up for, you know, checking if all the ads were, any of the ads were alive. It was like, I don't know, counting how many ads had died. So we reached the pu- point where we were supposed to push and the boss just shielded again. Gotcha. It didn't do anything. So, and you just couldn't progress. So at that point, they just like, we're, we're turning on forgotten experiments. We fixed the, you can start the fight now. <laughs> um, so we did that. Honestly, like on Heroic, there's very little to say about this boss. Like there's, it's one, three bosses, one after another, after another, uh, kind of like the uh, gauntlet boss in Tazavesh Streets. Mm-hmm where it's just one to the next and the next, except they all like you, it's always you kill one and then the next one spawns. And it's not HP based. Um, on mythic, it's supposed to be HP based. So that's much closer to Tazabesh streets on mythic. Gotcha. Uh, but each one has a handful of mechanics and you just like do the mechanics. Um, slight problem. It was uh, apparently set up that if you killed the second boss in the three, it okay. counted as a kill. And the boss wouldn't respawn. The whole fight. That's funny. Yeah. So we killed the second boss and then wiped on the third one. And then couldn't actually test anymore without going out and like remaking and all that I stuff. Like saw, and at that yeah, point, like soft watch, yeah, yeah. At that point, we we're just like, okay, we're we're just done with testing for today, guys. <laughs> we were getting at the point like I raid on Friday so at that point it was like an hour 45 until my raid so I was like okay at this point I'm going to be done and we had enough people where they were like yeah you know we've been doing testing for two and a half hours uh, well testing in theory for two and a half hours in practice it was more like an hour and a half but you know <laughs> that's funny yeah that's good yeah it's, most of what I heard was that very similar at least the narrative was like first boss tested okay um, seemed good, but then the next two, there was just a plethora of bugs that sort of limited yeah. how like much testing you could actually do. So, yeah, um, I think I think the one boss this raid that is actually really problematic. So at this point, we've tested every boss on heroic, I believe. Uh huh. Um, there might be one that we didn't test on heroic. I'm not sure. I think no. Yeah, one that we haven't tested because there's nine bosses. We've tested seven. So there's one we haven't tested. I couldn't tell you what it is. Uh-huh. Um. The one that it seemed actually like legitimately problematic from a design standpoint is Echo of Deltharian. The class calls fundamentally are not going to work on Mythic the way they're set up. Gotcha. Like, there's several of them that are just so bad that you can't bring them. Like the Death Knight one. Yeah, yeah. The if Mythic, El- like, an Echo of Neltharion is the second to last boss of the raid. Uh-huh. If Echo of Neltharion is hard, then you can't bring a Death Knight to that fight. Yeah. As it stands right now. Because it will just make it, like, the only way you could justify it is if Death Knight is so brokenly overpowered that it is worth dealing with it. Yeah. But it's even, yeah. like, you can't bring multiple then because then you just, like, the whole raid gets chain mass gripped. Yeah. Like if you bring three, it's just like every five seconds the whole raid gets mass gripped and your casters literally cannot do anything while while the 30 second corruption is on those death knights. 
Yeah, it might be interesting to see for that, like if they can do like a range thing, right? Where you can outrange it, and that way you're only pulling melee. But but even then, you're like you're dropping the puddle under you, so you can't be in melee really either. The puddle does a lot of damage. Gotcha. And is and is the mass grip on the puddle drop like at the same time? No, it's staggered. So like you could drop the puddle and then move out of it. Yeah. But you're still like then mass gripping the raid around, and if you had three death knights, they couldn't all be in melee at once um because of the puddles like i guess you could have them stack on each other and just like hard stack and follow each other around yeah or i mean i mean or yeah i guess there's a bunch of different strategies we could use for for that so at at that point just bench your death knights yeah just don't bring a death knight um similar thing with some of the other ones just like don't bring priests like priests is much easier to play around with but just like don't bring one (laughs) um and then there's the element of the corruptions are all damage boosts so at the top end what's going to happen unless they change something is the world first kill on this boss will have like two classes in it total gotcha um outside of like stuff that's absolutely necessary for comp but like it always is going to alternate corruptions at that point if you just bring two classes like let's say Let's say the Paladin one, like the Paladin one's good. The Paladin one's uh-huh. very easy to deal with. It like you know execution sentence, the like retribution Paladin thing. It's like that, except it's in a, a, a puddle on the floor instead of a targeted thing. So you can move out so of it. Yeah. You can move out of it, but you can also just like have your whole group of Paladins uh, just like hard stack on each other. They honestly don't even need to. It takes forever to fall. So like they could just like kind of be on each other on the boss, and uh-huh. it, it does damage to the boss. So it's just a huge damage boost for the entirety of phase two. Um, And if you have like, if you had only paladins, you would just chain get that one corruption. Uh Uh-huh. And just like huge damage boost the whole time for the one class. Paladin's probably the only class that you could actually like only play that class right now. Retribution Paladin is very good. Holy Paladin is good. Uh, Prop Paladin is very good. Um, no other class, I don't think you could do that. Like you couldn't do it with with. I don't think Windwalker is good enough pure single target that you could do it with Windwalker. Brewmaster and Mistweaver are both good, but you so like maybe more realistically, you pick like two or three classes, and then you have like a, a third of your raid buffed at a time. But the yeah. more class diversity you have, the worse the damage buff gets. From because it's only, yeah because it only picks like it's going to pick a random class and it's not that if you don't have the class it does nothing it picks from the classes you have so if you have more classes like if you have a single person that's a death knight you get God, one I see what you're saying so like yeah so the idea is it's not that it's not that it's just the number of people that will get corruption is based yeah. on the number of people you have stacked the same on a class. specific class yeah, yeah. so yeah. It's, go- it's going to really 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 encourage class stacking like you find the ones with the least dangerous most impactful corruption things um and you just stack it (laughs) yeah yeah i think i mean i think the the way around that is you you don't do you don't do the class calls by class you just pick four random people and they're called yeah yeah right and then like then you have to well they need to deal with overlaps of things but right and then there's there's probably a way around it and and i don't know i so like that would 
kind of suck because then that it's also going to end up in situations where like you just don't bring death knights um or you know insert class here after they make further changes to the class calls you just don't bring you know whatever three or four classes are just real have really bad class calls even if they're not individually bad if they can interact badly with the other ones like you can imagine um priest plus death knight if they leave the priest fear in and the death knight mass grip in well, the whole raid, including the priest, gets math script onto the Death Knight and then feared. Yeah. So even yeah. if individually you could deal with them together, you can't. And so you just cannot bring both a priest and a Death Knight. Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably some feedback Blizzard will take. Because I think, yeah, like the idea of, number one, you don't want you don't want to force class stacking, right? Right. Because that's just unfun. And the other, th- the other side of it, too, is you don't want to force classes not to be brought because of their... Their, whatever their yeah. their call is yeah yeah i mean i guess we'll i guess we'll see on that fight like it'll be interesting to see what changes they make particularly yeah. since i mean knowing that testing was mostly bugged outside of like p1 um i'm assuming they'll yeah i mean actually I mean, we had plenty of time it, like it, it wasn't like we were just dying in phase two we just couldn't progress out of phase two so we could sit yeah. in phase two for like five minutes yeah and just see the different class calls going off so you, you there's lots of data about that but not mm-hmm. about anything else in the face. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Um, well, cool. Well, I mean, I guess we'll, I, with only one more heroic testing, at least scheduled session set up, yeah. um, we'll, we'll see if they, if they bring this back, right. Or if they have other like, yeah. you know, second round testing on, on, uh, on these, on like echo or anything or one of the other fights. So, um, so cool. I guess moving, um, maybe a little bit, a little bit forward here. Um, there was a couple of notes that came out uh, from, um, well, along with this, there's a couple of things data mined and a couple of notes on changes. So first off, there was an interesting cloak that was data mined or that was uh, on the Dungeon Journal, um, one of the very this rare ones. available for raid testing this week too. So a lot of people uh, were it. A lot of people tested it out. Yeah, so it's interesting where it, it basically will steal uh, whenever your allies, whenever a nearby ally takes damage, um, you basically steal a portion of their secondary stats and combine it with um with your combined and then sort of boost your own secondary stats um whatever secondary stats are is the highest for you and so um so yeah so it seals their lowest secondary and then increases your highest secondary um which is an interesting effect i don't know i mean 157 secondary stats at least on the mythic version of this doesn't seem too terrible so um, but my so there's a couple things one you get a buff when there's somebody near you that has this cloak on so letting mm-hmm. you know that that you could have your stats stolen so when everybody had this cloak on for raid testing my whole buff bar was just like 10 of these nice nice um so there was that but then also like if all of them triggered at the same time while i was on my death knight it would actually put me in negative versatility okay which is just like actually like you take three percent more damage now <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be that high. It would be like, you take 1% more damage now. Right. That is kind of weird. That would require them to all proc at the same time, mm-hmm. but which is not guaranteed. But um, I think it's a neat flavor element. Like, it steals somebody else's stats to give them to you. I think it's yeah. neat flavor. Um, it definitely, like, it should just not be able to stack the, that buff or that okay. debuff on you. Like... The yeah. the negative stat is just like not a real part of the budget of this item, or shouldn't be a real part of right. the budget for this item. Um, so just like make it not stack and don't worry about it, and then it's fine. 
Like, honestly, anybody giving people grief over losing 157 of a secondary for like 10 seconds out of every two minutes is just not somebody you should be taking seriously. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, the other part of this product, like it, they like steal the stats, they get the buff, a buff equal to the stats stolen, basically. But then they also get like 2,200 of their highest secondary stat. Gotcha, gotcha. So like that 2,200 just hugely outweighs any negative stats that are taken. Um, gotcha. So as long as they make it so that you can't just like, like imagine if your lowest stat was like haste, right? Mm-hmm. And you can go into negative haste and imagine just like, you know, your whole raid has this later in the tier and it just procs and you're like, well, my, my GCD went from like, you know, 1.2 seconds to 1.7, you know, 1.6. Yeah. And it's like, that just sucks. <laughs> um, yeah. 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 I mean, it's, I'll, I guess we'll see how it sort of plays out, but it's just, it is interesting that Blizzard's experimenting with items like this where there's like a minor negative, but then. And uh, I feel like it seems like a very solid, like, you know, positive in terms of equipping the cloak. So, yeah, I um, mean, it seems super good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, cool. Well, then along with this stuff, they they did uh, on 10.1, they did put out another set of PTR notes. We're not going to read all of them. They're really the only, I think, a couple of items for both Mistweaver, Brewmaster, and Windwalker within this. And mostly it was our set bonus tuning. Um so I know from Mistweaver, um, ours changed from 5% mana over 6 seconds to 5% mana over 5 seconds. Um, so it, we get mana, I think, a little quicker. But then I think coupled, was this also the patch? I want. I know they did additional changing. Yeah, so they eventually changed this again uh, a little bit later in the same week to 3% mana every 3 seconds or over 3 seconds. I'm sorry um so is this still like you just still have infinite mana right with this bonus currently no it's not infinite mana but they did they did tune the proc rate so we found out now now we'll be able to test a little bit that it's it procs off of renewing mist ticks i think Ah. it's huge um and so right now it's at a four based on the data mine data it's a four percent chance to proc with no icd that we could notice although i people who've been testing this a little bit more than me might have found something uh, but it's still the same amount of mana. It's just less mana over less time. So to yeah. keep the buff up consistently, you need more props. A lot of renewing mists out. Yeah. Yeah, which yeah. you're going to push anyway. So, I mean, I, I think it's near near always up. If not, you know, on the higher side of like 70, 80% of the time, you'll have this buff up. So this it's a is nice... Be, this is going to have some really awkward like interactions with raid size in flex content. Like... This set bonus is so much better in a 30-person group than in a, than in a 10-person group just because, like, there's a cap on the number of renewing yeah. mists you can have out, right? But it's higher than 10. Yeah, I mean, if you're in a minimum, like, 10 or even the five-man content, right, you're not going to see the the same amount of power someone in a larger rate sizes. But, I mean, to be completely honest with you, once you get above probably 15 or 16, like, you're not going to have, you know, 16, 17, 18 renewing mists out on the raid. Like, there are... Yeah. There yeah. are windows where that might happen, um, but like but consistently, narrow. yeah, yeah, consistently you can hit ten. I feel like uh, in okay. general, or like so maybe maybe it's so. not actually a big deal aside from like the whole mythic plus thing where it is just worse in mythic plus because you you are hard capped at having five out. Right, exactly, exactly. But you always have five out. So, um, so yeah, I mean, materially they did they did um, lower the proc chance from five percent to four percent. So like along with this these changes that was also included, but. Honestly, it's still a 
a very strong two piece. It um the biggest thing thing for Mistweavers and what they're testing here is it it's reducing some of the reliance Mistweaver can have on external mana sources, which yeah. is you know as a Mistweaver probably huge. I think you can argue there's always the Innervate argument about which class or which you know target is the best for Innervate. Um, who uses it the best and all that fun stuff. I think Mistweaver, at least in my opinion, is probably one of the better Innervate targets. And so people who get Innervate can, you know, officially spend efficiently spend a ton of mana, which is great. This sort of helps smooth that, you know, reliance on we'll say external mana. Yeah. And I think it's just like a test bed for, you know, maybe making some changes in the future. So um so yeah, so that happened. And then um I guess I don't know the the brewmaster changes. At least their four set changes were announced, but not put on PTR yet. So yeah, so I honestly couldn't tell you what the old version of this was. <laughs> it was up for such a short amount of time. Um, the new version of it, Rising Sun Kick, grants a stack of Elusive Brawler, and when you dodge, uh, the damage and critical strike chance of your next Spinning Crane Kick or Rising Sun Kick is increased by five percent, stacking up to five times. Um, so there's a couple of no- notable things about this. One, um, you have to take Rising Sun Kick now. Mm-hmm. You ha- actually have to. Like, you technically didn't before. Everybody did, but you actually have to in order to use your tier set now um, because the trigger is now Rising Sun Kick. I think it was Blackout Kick before, but now it's Rising Sun Kick. Gotcha. Um, and uh, the um, Dodge has some interesting interactions. Um, so, for example... Uh, in an AoE setting, AoE tanking setting, um, you can have multiple things hit you while you have 100% dodge from Elusive Brawler. All of them, dodge all of them with the 100% dodge and then lose your stacks, which could result in just instantly gaining the 25%, the max uh, damage bonus from this. Um, There's some questions as to how this is actually going to interact with Spinning Crane Kick. It wasn't on the PTR this week, so we couldn't test it. But other things like Counter-Strike have some um, kind of bad interactions with with Spinning Crane Kick uh, where they like only buff the first tick and then go away because of Spinning Crane Kick being implemented really weirdly. It's like it's a channel. Each tick is a cast, technically. And so like it, there's there's some stuff that still, I believe, um, actually is consumed by the, the first tick cast instead of being present for the whole channel so that's you know we'll have to see how this works out um this does mean that you pretty much like there's not really a target count where you stop pushing rising sun kick currently there is i don't remember the exact number offhand but you can hit that point in keys without you know without doing insane pulls in Mm -hmm. uh in current content but with this you just always uh you need to push rising sun kick so yeah nice. although i guess technically technically you can still probably get the rest of the bonus the and when you dodge bonus um without pushing rising sun kick um but you're gonna dodge more if you're pushing rising sun kick and also rising sun kick is gonna do more damage yeah so yeah, yeah i don't know it's a it's it looks like a fine tier set it is one that is going to be much better in Mythic Plus than in Raid, which is kind of the opposite of the Mistweaver one. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Although I will say the four set, which which didn't receive any changes this week, is is good in both sets of content. The, basically, like a healing buff triggered by drinking Thunder Focus to your Manatee. So you'll yeah. use both those in both those sets of content. So 
No, it's yeah. uh and I guess actually so the other the two piece for Brewmaster, which I don't think we talked about before, but it is blackout kick damage increased by twenty percent. And mm-hmm. you have a ten percent chance to not have your elusive brawler stacks reset when you dodge. Yeah. Which is actually just like pretty big value. Um mm-hmm. it doesn't sound like a lot, but that actually is a lot. Yeah. Gotcha. No, it's uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's they've they've seemed to up their game with the tier sets this patch. They're they're starting to branch out a little bit. So, um, so cool. I think that's. I mean, that was a very long week in review. Uh, lots of I think things occurred last week. So, um, we don't have much time to talk about the ten out of seven. But ten. We kind of already talked about some of the ten point out of seven stuff. But you had some stuff yeah. you wanted to talk about from the zone. It sounded like I did. Yeah. So the so they the zone itself. So you know. A bunch of stuff happened in Ten Out of Seven. Um, you don't want to recap all of it. I will say a couple things from my experience. Number one, I'm a goblin now, uh, which is awesome. Oh, congratulations! Love, I yeah, guess. love love goblin monks. The casting animations are cool. Um, just this characters are small. It's tiny. It's awesome. Um, and then um, yeah, the the changes to Mistweaver. I guess it, I know we didn't talk too much about it, but um, doing the raid um, could definitely feel the difference, particularly with like. The way that uh, Asian Teachings is working now, and then um, like uh, Chiji, uh, the bubbles that it puts out, I think are interesting. So nice. All in all, I had fun. But yeah, the new zone. Um, so there's a new zone, Forgotten Reaches. I want to call it. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Um, so opens up. It's it's sort of very similar. There's like a story to it, um, which I, you're like I don't. You're going to some vault or whatever. Um, and so I will say that new zone's cool. Um, didn't realize there was new dragon riding talents. I think we talked about this, but like I randomly found a token. And I was like, why are there dragon riding tokens here? And yeah, then I checked my talents. I, I was like, same experience. <laughs> there's like three more points. I was like, oh, so I still haven't found the other two. Um, I'll be completely honest with you, but yeah. um, I but flew yeah. around and got them all. The new thing, so the new dragon riding ability mm-hmm. is um, basically you get to stop midair, gotcha. you just stop. And uh, why would you want to do that? Basically, because sometimes it's really hard to land on small platforms when you're moving at yes. high speeds on your dragon. Yes. Um, so that's the whole reason for it is like you you just like have the ability now to, um, you know, you're moving really fast. You hit this button and you like slow down massively and you can come down and land on the platform. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Once you fully upgrade it, it also refunds a charge of uh, like a dragon riding. Oh, liking of the, the bigger. Yeah, vigor. It, re- it restores one vigor when you do it, if you do it while you're at high speeds. So if okay. you're at high speed, you can do it. It takes more vigor to reach high speeds than you get back from doing this. So there's no reason to do it for like travel. Okay. But it does mean that like um, if you want to land on, you know, a hilltop and pick an herb and you stop with the thing in order to land there, um, you have a little bit more vigor to uh, to use when you take off. Yeah, it feels like something that'd be good for the flags at the top of mountains um, that are yeah. also back, by the way, because I found one of those. Yes. Um, yes. In the new zone. So, um, yeah, lots of lots of that. But then I guess the biggest piece of content uh, on the new zone are the the new rings with the gems and the way you collect a lot of those gems is through this vault. Um, so there's like an instanced uh, vault that you go in and you sort of open locked doors and there's different things behind the doors like gems are one of them but other sort of you know collectibles and currencies for things um and the way it works is you start out with seven so the, your introductory request gives you seven keys 
uh, and then you can go in the vault and open them. Um, I did, so my mess up was basically seeing that first quest of saying, cool, got my seven keys, running over to the vault and opening up seven doors. Not realizing there's like a couple of other things that you need the key, you need to open the doors in that place for it to do. Like there's a quest to collect pages for some reason. <laughs> Didn't get that done. There's a quest for the to unlock like the jailer or sorry, the jeweler's tools, which let right. you take which, gems out without destroying them. To be like clear, that. the gem, the doors that you open are like permanent uh, per week. Like so you're yeah. going in and, uh, and opening those doors. If you do that and you go get the pages quest, like just, you still have the doors open. Mm-hmm. Um, they may not be the doors that you need open to get your like jeweler's tools or whatever. Yep. But they are still open for you to do other things. Yeah. So I did not realize that at all uh, until I went back in the second time. So yeah, so I ended up just opening them random seven doors. Like one's really high up mostly. because I was like, oh, if it's high up in the vault, it's got to have better things in it. That's actually yeah. not the case. That's not um, how it works. <laughs> uh, at all. Um, so yeah, so then I, I get the next set of quests and I'm like, oh, you have to go back in and get the jeweler's thing. So I go back in and I, and I try to open a door and it was like, you're missing the key reagent. I was like, oh, that's what those keys are for. Um, yeah. So I had to spend some time farming up more keys to get my jeweler's yeah. thing. Um, you know, spend some more time farming up keys just to open up the rest of the doors. I'll do that maybe a little bit tonight. Yeah. But um, that was oh. my big mess up. So. Pro tip, actually. So the there's... Uh, on Forbidden Reach, there's this envoy thing. We talked about it a little bit last week. You can mm-hmm. talk to them every day and pick a faction to kind of champion for the day, get a daily from them and all that. One of the envoys there is from the Dragon Scale Expedition. They mm-hmm. sell an item. Um, I don't remember what it's called. It's like a bag. It costs 2,000 elemental overflow. And you open the bag and it can contain vendor trash, more elemental oh. overflow, and keys. Oh, okay, okay. So, and it actually typically will contain quite a bit of elemental overflow. So, like, I went, you know, one time with, you know, 4,000 elemental overflow and opened, like, eight bags. Oh, Despite geez, okay. it costing 2,000 per. So, yeah. Um, oh, if you don't get, you know, a key, you're pretty likely to get enough elemental overflow that you can continue doing it. So, that is a really good way to take, like, so everything that you do on the island is going to give you some elemental overflow pretty much. Uh, you mm-hmm. can run around and do rares and run around and do events and all that stuff, and it will give you elemental overflow. And then you can come back here and you can turn it into chances for keys. All those things can also drop keys. Rares are a great source of getting keys. Um, some of them mm-hmm. are kind of hard to find, but you know you can do that. Um, and... Um, that just like basically lets you double up like a rare gives you like half of one of these bags so if you do gotcha. two rares you have two shots of getting keys from the rares themselves but then also you end up with like slightly more overflow than is needed for a bag gotcha uh there's also one of the other envoys the one for the centaur uh has an item that you can get that gives you a one hour long buff it costs like two thousand or one thousand overflow Mm-hmm. And will tell you in advance that a rare is going to spawn and where. Oh, that's cool. And so if you're playing at a uh, at a high pop time, I don't think you need it like a prime time just because there are so many rare spawns. You mm-hmm. can't hope to reach them all. You just got to like, you know, go around to the ones you can. But if you're playing at a low pop time, they kind of spawn in waves. And so being able to be at the first one when it spawns 
makes it more likely that you can get to the second and third ones before they before they die. Gotcha. Gotcha. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, there, I mean, I didn't realize all those items were there, so that's good. Um, and the envoy thing I, was cool because I I've been still not thirty or maxed on Iskar rep, so I used that to like gain a little bit extra, which was nice. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, that they, there's tons of like the yeah, just rare rares to kill and, and that type of, of stuff on the island. Um, but then the other big thing, which is the uh, or like the gems, I guess primordial stones. So the gems and and the rings. And so the idea with this system is you get these, you can loot these primordial stones either from opening chests in the vault that I described where I screwed up. So I got a couple of gems that way, um, or I think you can actually buy a item that lets you randomly select or randomly roll for a gem within a certain magic class. So each of the gems is like a magic that they, they sort of yeah. align to. Um, and the gems are interesting. We'll say, I think we talked a little bit about the gems last week and the consensus that, um, that we had was that the, uh, the gems are, are not very good. Um, you know, up Boy, until did that change up until, up until Thursday morning, uh, I would have told you to, if you were doing any sort of heroic content, to just ignore the gems um, because they were that bad. Uh, and then on Thursday, Blizzard went freaking crazy in terms of buffs. I think they started with like uh, a hot fix where like one gem, like gems couldn't crit off each other. So it was a, there was another interaction where like a gem, one gem critting triggered a separate gem, um, I believe is the way it worked. Um, and then they just went hog wild with tuning. <laughs> Yeah. And I believe they actually released within the span of like, I think even like 12 hours, right? Like one working day on Thursday, I think four or five different hot fixes. Um, and like, it got to the point, at least in Discord, I think you've mentioned something too, where like literally every time we'd be like, okay, like buff came out, redo a little bit of the math. Okay. This one shifts here. This one's now a little bit better. This one's now yeah. even right. Another hot fix would come through. Yeah. Um, and so at the end of the day, I think at this point, you know, at least from a misweaver point of view with, you know, I don't think there's been any changes since Friday. Um, like Volk has put up sort of the list for us and, and what gems are best. And so that's pretty much set in stone, we'll say for now. Um, but it was a it was a crazy day of like essentially gems going from you do any sort of heroic content worthless, skip them to these are the best. This is the best ring you can equip in all content anywhere ever. Yeah. So yeah. like go and get like the gems, right? Basically. So, yeah. And there's, um, so there were two kind of busted combos before all the hot fixes. One was the humming arcane plus, uh, prophetic twilight plus desirous blood that I mentioned before, where the, the one that leeches actually just does good damage by itself, but counts mm -hmm. as a healing stone. So that, that was a combo. Um, they added an ICD to the Humming Arcane one to break that combo, but there are other ones you can use to trigger that they're just not quite as good. Uh, Freezing Ice is a common one now. There's the Storm one that is also used a lot, but you have to be careful with that one in keys because it can pull things through walls and very far away, even if you're not in combat with them. Nice. Um, so got to be careful with that. I think there are actually other stones that can do that as well. You just got to be got to be careful in keys right now with that stupid ring on. Um, and then there was a broken uh healy combo there was the windstone thing where yes. like um there was one stone that said when you move basically you heal um but it was like a, a tiny or when you no 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 it was when you move you give people around you a movement speed buff a small movement speed buff oh. and then you there's a stone that's a nature stone they did that and then there's a stone that says when 
a nature stone triggers heal. (laughs) So you just like did the the good old AD AD shuffle and um, did like 30k HPS from your ring. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It was, yeah, that was, that was a little broken for a couple hours. So there was, I mean, I think a couple like, it was it was prime time. It was like right around raid time for EU uh, on Thursday, um, and yeah, when a lot of these were going in, there was a couple of raids. I, at least I saw a couple of logs. They're probably you know no longer active now, but where it was like the DPS equipped nothing but the healing like the healing combo rings, and like they didn't bring they brought like less healers like like yeah. one two healers. I so. mean, it, that's the kind of thing where if you have your whole melee group, just wear those. Like if you have like six seven melee, yeah. Um, you actually have just like replaced a resto druid in a half. Yeah. yeah. Like you don't get cooldowns. And that's the big thing is it's just like constantly shitting out resto, like healing like a resto druid with hots on the raid. Uh huh. But you don't have a big like tree of life or convoke ramp, that kind of thing, uh, flourish ramp, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of, uh, value in healers is tied to their cooldowns that raids are kind of built around so mm-hmm. you can't literally replace all your healers with these rings but you know you could do a lot that's i think that combo got nerfed like that got broken right yep yeah, yeah. um yeah yeah it's uh these rings were these rings were nuts and like the yeah the amount of uh amount of changes that went in um it's staggering so i think it's good i mean it's good number one that blizzard came out with a block that came out i think as a part of their pre 10.0.7 press blitz and and the questions that were asked is like they wanted these rings to be good for everyone right uh basically something you wanted to go and farm and interact with that content um and yeah. so when they launched in such a lackluster state i was like oh that's it like they'll just be like this the rest of the patch and then we'll go to the next one but i think this is sort of again the new blizzard philosophy and, and i guess the philosophy of the way they're interacting um, with the games yeah. that they 100% pushed hotfixes as soon as they could to buff these things. And yeah, they're not small buffs. I mean, some of these gems got buffed like 30%. One like, of them got buffed 70%. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I didn't see that. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, and like, I'm looking at my my damage breakdowns from right this week, right? Um, so classic problem, if they tune the flat damage effects to be good for DPS then they are just insane for tanks. Yeah. So DPS are like, eh, it's like a small upgrade for me to use. And a lot of people are using it because even if it's only a small upgrade or even a small downgrade, if you're using the desirous blood combo, it just actually is kind of like blood set from Sanctum of Domination. Um, it just gives you a bunch of passive HPS. And that just makes raid smoother, potentially allows you to drop some healing or your healers to just do more DPS. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that's that's pretty valuable. Uh, so the DPS are all like, yeah, I may, may you know, wishy washy. Maybe it's a small upgrade. Uh, meanwhile, for tanks, it's like fifteen to twenty percent of your total damage done. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And um, somebody did a sim like at in the current state, you don't replace this ring basically for the rest of the expansion. <laughs> that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, like this is now so overtuned. That you just don't replace it. That is so like that is my my monk and DK actually both have mythic Aranog ring and uh and Onyx ring now. 
uh, my, my brewmaster pro tip, if you haven't alt, only do the first two bosses, cause you can then only in your mythic vault slot get, you can only get, uh, items from primal council and Aranog, <laughs> which means you have a much higher chance of rolling whispering incarnate icon or the Aranog ring, both of which are extremely valuable. Yeah. Um, that's how my monk has it. <laughs> nice. Um, but, uh, I may not replace either ring. Yeah. Like just period. I may not replace either ring. Yeah. Which is, which, I mean, I think, I think then that, what, what that says to me is that we'll see, a, we'll see a run of nerfs when the yeah. next season comes out. Season two is about to launch, but like probably, but also like I use cyclotronic, the, the remind, reminder, cyclotronic, the rep trinket from yeah. the eternal palace patch for not only all of eternal palace, it was better than anything else there. I used it for all of, uh, Nyalotha. And then actually it was so good that I used it for part of Castle Nathria. That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. No, so... I, I, maybe Blizzard will be a little bit better about letting these rings go that crazy for that long, but it's, um, it's definitely funny to see them put this much work into, like, into just making changes to it and buffing it, which like, you know, we, yeah. a lot of people sort of get frustrated because it's like, like I like Discord was always like, which gem's best now? Which gem's best now? It's like I've raided in five minutes. I'm like, at this point, guess. Like, yeah, this is what we think. But like, <laughs> wear whatever you want because they're continuing to change these things. Um, so I suspect yeah. that we'll get another round of tuning on Tuesday. I think they'll wait for Tuesday, but I think we'll get a round of tuning. There'll probably be a blue post on Monday night, like kind of like here's with reset changes that we're making, kind of deal. I suspect mm-hmm. we'll get another one. Um. Yes. I don't have any foreknowledge of that. It just like the whole week was chaos. And I think they want to do more to it. Cause there's still like one or two very clear winner combos for everybody that everybody mm-hmm. is using. Um, and they want there to be a reason to use more than three gems. Yeah. Um, but, like a fire, forget. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I, I think the number of changes that came out on Tuesday there was probably some pressure on them from just the community at large to please calm the fuck down. And, and let us, let us breathe a little bit before you make more changes to it. Yeah, no, yeah, I would say that that's for sure. Yeah. And it's, I, yeah, just speaking of these changes, it's just, it's funny. Some of the questions people ask too, because like, with the way that we like produce, like at least the way that Volk produces his, his numbers, he sort of, gives everything sort of a, a like an HPS value, but it's values yeah. based like, you know, generally, you know, based on like a, I think it's like a heroic level type like radar. Right. And right. somebody comes into discord the other day. It was like, um, is something wrong with my gems? They're only doing like, you know, 2,500 HPS or, or 3000 HPS. Right. And, and in folks sort of right up, it's like, well, the, the top level parachute be, be about 8,500 HPS. Right. So they were like, why is it so low? And then their log, the, the gems are doing, 15 or 18 percent of their overall healing it's their top heal the problem is there was nothing to heal <laughs> so yeah, like it's just all over healing it was all over healing and like we were like you know like the raw number doesn't matter it's like you you want to look at the percentage and like yeah the, yeah the gems like crushed every other ability you like you probably could <laughs> not cast another heal and then just letting the gems proc like and it would have been enough but yeah like anecdotally people i think it just in general, like get so kind of hung up on like the number sometimes where it's like, yeah, this combination will be good in all the content, use it. Um, but it was, it was definitely a hectic 
Maybe not for me because I was like working most of the day. So like I just was like well, jumping into I was Discord working, every but this was like job related stuff, right? For me. Yeah. Um, yeah. by the way, I have no idea what is happening with the ten point oh point seven partition now. Like because it's, of it's the number of up. nerfs. I lost my I lost my number one parse. I took a screenshot of it. Yeah, you you were rank one on Tuesday on Razageth, right? Yeah, yeah. I think there was only one total Razageth kill. Yeah. Which was ours. Yeah. The time. <laughs> um <laughs> but i have no idea what's happening anymore yeah. it's crazy out there um yeah. there is one other thing that we wanted to touch on uh mm-hmm. from this patch uh which kind of snuck in um it is now possible to craft there so the old versions of zulgarub and zulaman oh, that were removed in cataclysm when they re-released the dungeons or released the troll dungeons in Cataclysm, like remade them. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a bunch of gear, a bunch of transmog from that that was no longer obtainable from those dungeons. Uh, That is now obtainable again because they introduced a way to purchase crafting recipes that give you the appearances. So you can um, get some materials from those dungeons, the new versions of the dungeons, to buy recipes and get stuff crafted for you, and then get the transmogs from the old versions of Zulgarub and Zulaman. Uh, mm-hmm. So there are a couple of of those that are, you know, pretty decent, I would say, but they still are sets from you know vanilla and TBC, so they are very, very low poly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They look yeah. their age. Yeah, but it it is cool that they've found a way. And I think this is like the right way to introduce some of this old stuff that like I'd I'd like to see them do this too with some of the old Nax 40 items, right? Yeah. Um, which is like give people a way to like farm farm them up through like some other thing. Like and I think I haven't looked I, I haven't read the full post, but I'm almost positive this is not a like, hey, in one afternoon I'm gonna get everything I need to like craft the full transmox that I want. Yeah. Like, Seems like it's going to take a little bit longer to get everything, which I think I'm, I'm perfectly okay with, and I think it's it's cool that it sort of integrates into um, integrates into sort of the crafting system, which I think is a way, like the most fair way to bring back old world stuff, um, that no longer drops is you know make it a part of a crafting profession and like you know have people like work through that. So yeah, um, it also it requires I believe old world uh, crafting skill. Mm-hmm. Which is, of course, means you have to have leveled that because it's independent per expansion now. So you need like vanilla or DPC crafting skill for the leather set, for example. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, uh, get you some felhide, I guess. <laughs> good. Good luck with that. Um, but no, this is cool. Hopefully, they bring back, like I said, uh, other transmog things or other other transmog. Um, Areas like Naxford, I think, is like the other big one. Yeah. Out of Z- ZA or ZG, sorry. So um, uh but yeah, I think I think that is it for the show today. Yeah. Thank you all for watching and or listening. And if you enjoyed this podcast and you want to support it and the other work that we do over on the Pika Serenity, you can do that over at our Patreon at patreon.com slash Serenity. And of course, come and join the Discord. That is, uh, I believe, currently the only place to find up-to-date information for which stones to use for um, for monks. Yeah, uh, you're probably in luck that it's 
pretty much the same for everybody because there's like one healer combo and one combo for everybody else. Exactly. But yeah. as we get more tuning, uh, because we probably will, that will be the first place that you'll be able to get that information. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is it for the show today. Thank you all for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye.